Hey, Notre Dame football fans, early signing day is behind us, and it's time to talk a little bit about the Fiesta Bowl. I'm Greg Lagge, joined by our resident coach at BlueAndGold.com, Tim Hyde. Tim, I know you've spent uh, quite a bit of time watching Oklahoma State film. Uh, first off, I think the biggest news item of the last few days has been the fact that Jim Knowles, their defensive coordinator, who's done a heck of a job there, he will not be with the team in the Fiesta Bowl now. How do you feel that impacts the Cowboys in this game? Well, first off, it's 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 great to watch football and yeah. prepare for some football and talk some football uh, after the last uh, couple of weeks there in South Bend. So it's great to watch football break down these guys and get ready for the Fiesta Bowl, which is going to be a heck of a football game. Yeah, They are losing their D.C. He is going, obviously, to Ohio State. It is going to hurt him. Number one, he's built that uh, defense over the last four years. I mean, it, it is a defense that Mike Gundy – is talked about in, in interviews where he specifically said each year they've, they've given three extra scholarship players to defense mm -hmm. to help build this product. Because as we know, big 12 football has been, a re looks like arena league, uh, you know, some years and they've built a physical fast, really, really aggressive defense. And when I say agrees aggressive, I'm just talking the way they hit, they mm -hmm. play the way their eyes work. They are, uh, they're, I mean, they're a group that just is going to come at you, and all 11 dudes will hit you. There is no one soft playing that defense. So it is going to hurt them because he has built it. He's been the voice. He's been the force behind that. But at the same time, no no assistants are leaving, you know, and I've heard uh, – um, I think it's Clements who's been around a long time in Big 12 football, longtime Bob Stoops guy, uh, way back going to Bill Snyder with K-State and with Oklahoma – Mm -hmm. with Bob Stoops, he's going to be running it from what it sounds like. So, you know, you know, they're really not that complicated as far as I'm concerned when, when I watch them. So, but they're physical. And I think those guys are going to play hard, really bunch of senior guys on that defense as well. So, you know, they're going to come and play their tails off against Notre Dame. Yeah. Speaking of veterans, uh, first off the Oklahoma state, they rank third in the nation in total defense. So this is an accomplished unit, but uh, one of their players, Malcolm Rodriguez, number 20, he's a linebacker. Uh, he's a player that's already piling up a lot of All-American accolades over the past week. Uh, and, and you mentioned uh, he's a senior veteran player. Uh, what stands out about him? He seems to be their best player up front, right? Oh, yes. He's he's an All-American Mike Backer on so many of the teams that's been coming. He's, he's pretty much been a consensus second teamer, it mm -hmm. seems like, for most of the polls that have come out. Really physical, uh, hit you, unbelievable instincts inside the way he reads. I mean, he's the captain of that group. It's a lot of play. He's, a, he's, he's been an unbelievable playmaker all over the place. Very active. Uh, you know, not the biggest guy, you know, about six foot, maybe 225, but packs a punch, uh, physical, you know, point of attack type of a player there. And, uh, you know, but he's the ringleader. I mean, he pops out on film when you watch him. Yeah. And, and when you're talking about stats, I mean, they're up in the top, you know, single digits of nearly everything. I mean, they're number one in sacks, tackles for loss. They're third in uh, third, uh, excuse me, yards per play. Number two, uh, number two in third down D. So, and and obviously in total D, scoring D, they're up there in the top ten in everything. You know, a lot of it, though. I'll be honest with you. I'm watching the film, and you know, you mentioned you know the film. I really concentrated on. A handful of the key games. Number one, I watched Iowa State a couple times. 
because Iowa State beat them. I thought that was a key, key game. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you watch Bedlam because of the rivalry. I watched the Big 12 title game. And then one of the key games um, was Texas. You know, you go back and you watch Texas. Texas was ranked at the time, four and two. Texas is one play away from going up 24 to three in the second quarter. And they throw a red, red zone pick six. Yeah. All of a sudden, instead of 24 to three, it's 17, 10. And then the rest of the game, Texas is just a mess in the second half of quarterback play. So, you know, it, a lot of these stats, by the way, as I've looked at them and you see the schedule right there, you're popping up is, yep. is, is it skewed? Not a lot of great quarterback play. The big 12 has been known quarterback skill guys, offensive machines really over the last 10, 12 years in that conference and not a lot of great quarterbacks. So it's going to be interesting to see how those stats, the defense plays against obviously Notre Dame and to the point of Notre Dame, Notre Dame has played some high, high, highly ranked defenses earlier in the year, later in the year, they were not good at all. So what is that combination going to be of, of how much Notre Dame really has improved? Obviously they have improved, but is it from the schedule or is it the personnel? And really was it 100% the scheme that they did once they, you know, did the two minute offense that went Virginia tech and stuck with it the rest of the season. On Notre Dame's side, this isn't surprising news, but Kyron Williams and Kyle Hamilton are not going to play in this game. Uh, they're going to prep for the NFL draft. And Notre Dame fans certainly are now familiar with a Notre Dame without Kyle Hamilton. He has not played since the USC game. But Kyron Williams is a different story. What, what do you think the Notre Dame offense is going to look like? How does, how does Tommy Reese approach this without having Kyron Williams? Look at, look at the stats. I mean, Kyron Williams is over a thousand yards rushing. The entire team combined is just in the 800s. So you just look at that instantly and that's going to be a massive change. I'm talking the entire team doesn't even equal, you know, what is it? 800 to Kyron's, you know, a thousand there. So that is going to be a fascinating dynamic to see what that is. On top of that, the second leading rusher is not a running back. It's the backup quarterback. So how much is Tyler Buckner going to get in? What's the game plan for there? Hopefully, you know, uh, you know, the early reports in the first couple of practices was, was Chris Tyree was out there with the first unit, you know, going there. So obviously that means his toe is, you know, his turf toe is 100% healed and his speed, you know, can generate some good things. Diggs, the freshman with the, the patient style of running he has um, out there is obviously going to benefit as well. But the one thing I think Tommy Reese needs to do is just what, you know, which he is going to do. You watch some of these teams in the game film of, of teams that have had success with them. Mm-hmm. First off, the four games I mentioned, all those teams ran, ran for over five yards of carry against Oklahoma State. So Texas over five yards, Baylor, Oklahoma did in their game, Iowa State. And on top of that, they have, obviously those are some big time running backs a couple of those teams have with Bryce Hall. Outside zone, yeah. It, they're very stout. Oklahoma's very stout in the middle, going back to number 20, Rodriguez. Physical inside, their two D tackles are square pegs. I mean, they're both about 300 plus pounds, just don't move out of the middle. You could get to these guys outside. The success teams have had have been perimeters. I'm talking jet sweeps, outside zone. Texas and Iowa State heard them on outside yeah, zone. Yeah, Bijan Robinson had some big runs. Big runs, tailback out of the backfield. He had a 25-yard touchdown pass in that game, out of slipping out of the backfield, which Notre Dame has done a lot of this year with their backs. 
So the backs are, you know, you know, Kyron Williams is a special guy. I mean, there's no doubt about that. So special, unbelievable football player. But these guys right behind them, they got to be licking their chops, ready to go. But I think Reese, his game plan, perimeter. From what I see is perimeter. A lot of inside zones really not going to work against these guys for how stout they are. Mm -hmm. And play play action. Oklahoma and Iowa State, their tight ends had field days against Oklahoma State. Iowa State's with, you know, uh, they're all American they have there. Unbelievable game in that game. He had some big plays. He had a great block on a huge Bryce uh, uh, Hall run on an outside zone. Perimeter. When I watch the game, I think you beat these guys on the perimeter because mm-hmm. their safeties are going to fill. They're going to attack to the alley on play actions. I haven't seen safeties bite. I'm talking bite. You mm-hmm. you do any play action, they're screaming in the alleys, and you're going to have a lot of one-on-one outside with wide receivers. And you could get these guys on play action, especially with Michael Mayer. Yeah, I was about to say, I hear Notre Dame's got a pretty good tight end. Um, you know, <laughs> other stuff from you, just watching a lot of their film, Tim, I mean – uh, we, we've talked a lot about their defense, but on offense for Oklahoma State, uh, what would be a concern if you're a Notre Dame fan or a Notre Dame staff, and, and what would be a weakness maybe that Oklahoma State has on their on the offensive side of the ball? You know what? One thing that I mean, just really pops out at me is is, it, is they compete, and that's you know coach slogan so to speak. But their quarterback Sanders, you know he you know he's first team All Conference, but that guy competes they build about a half a dozen runs for him each game so it's not scrambling away i mean they design runs for him so that's going to be something notre dame's going to have to do uh not the great receivers i mean notre dame has played some i mean notre dame's played a ton of all-american all-conference receivers this year so i don't think this I, i don't think this outside perimeter group oklahoma state's really deadly they're tight end h back you know they're a big 20 personnel if you want to call them that Three, you know, three wide, two backs, really that that H back type of guy their tight end is. He doesn't run many routes. Even their tailback does not go out in routes much. So they are a heavy play action team. Yeah. I was actually watching film and they and they really reminded me a lot of the LA Rams and what Sean McVay does, meaning play action. If the tight end lines up left, he cuts back to the right, the block, the right side, the back goes opposite. A lot of that misdirection type of uh, blocking uh, Sean McVay does with the tight ends. Mike Gundy and Oklahoma State do a lot of that. So, um, you know, really, really ball control type of team. But I'm telling you, they they are going to take deep shots. They throw deep a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of one-on-ones out there, especially red zone. That's one thing. You watch, you watch their films. They get inside the 20, especially the 10. They're just going to throw one man fade routes. Yeah, to this Tate Martin is is their guy. They often go to on. Yeah, that. yep, exactly. I mean, they just throw the ball up in the air and say good luck. I think in the Baylor game they did it with three straight plays. So you know they're going to d- definitely do that. Offensive line, their left guard was first team all conference, big physical football player, but they all look the same. They all every single one of their guys looks like they're six four, three hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. Even the, you know they have one guy listed at six six. He looks six four. They all look exactly the same straight across. When I first started watching them, they look like, you know, five Kane Maddens. Just, you know, that stout, square, plug-and-play type of guy up front. So I think Notre Dame's defensive line could really rush these guys and um, and get and get some big plays, which is interesting real quick is, you know, offensively, they've only, you know, they're 10th in the nation in sacks given up, which goes back to their play action, a lot of max protection. 
But if you get them in four wides, Notre Dame's D-line could definitely beat this offensive line one-on-one. Yeah, I was trying to pull up Tay Martin's profile. That's why I got that empty loading page. But he is a 6'3 target. Uh, he's another senior for their team. This next one, Brendan Presley, he's that he's the kid that took the kickback against Oklahoma. Oklahoma he's kind of yeah. their he's kind of their like catch and run guy. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's uh, th- uh, it's been interesting to watch that receiver group. I agree with you. It's, there's no one as good as um, you know Drake London or Joshua no. Downs, but uh, but they they are capable. What do you think overall, Tim, with with Notre Dame and and the quarterback position? It's been an ongoing point throughout the season. Is Jack Cohn's obviously done a great job solidifying, stabilizing the program as the starter. Tyler Buckner having kind of limited packages for most of the year, I guess. Do, do you think Notre Dame changes things up to give Buckner more opportunity? Does 2023 play into this, or is it all about, you think, winning this game? Oh, Marcus Freeman said it perfectly. You win this football game. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, I mean, number one, it's his first game, so he's not going to go out there thinking this is some scrimmage and. We're going to go out there and just try 12 things and see if it looks cool. No, he wants to be 1-0. He wants to go into Columbus, Ohio with a win. Not only that, to end the bull streak, the major bull streak, excuse me. Of I mean, that is an albatross that's on yeah. Notre Dame's neck, shoulders, back, you Nine name straight. it. It's on the program. Yep. And for him to come out and say what he did to the team when he got hired in the video of finishing this thing, it was perfect. And you got to go into this game doing what you've been doing this last, you know, half of the season, which is important because they can, you know, they can't do, you know, what they did beginning of the year. Number one, because Oklahoma State's front is going to get after it. Their two DNs, number nine was all conference and number 30 is the, you know, freshman of the year in the big 12 has what a dozen sacks, I believe. Yeah. Really, really tiny. I mean, he's only about 220 pounds. He is little. And that's why I think you could run outside on him. So, but um, yeah, you know, and Notre Dame, obviously with the early mess that they had on the old line, obviously it's improved a ton this year. So you, you know, an interesting thing right there is you got Oklahoma number one in sacks. Notre Dame is 100th in sacks allowed. So that's going to be a different, an interesting balance to see. Are they going to stick to the RPOs, the misdirections, you know, play action? Like I said, I really think they could hit them with play action in this game. And I think that's, that spells Jack Cohn. I yeah. think, I mean, Jack Cohn's the guy he started all year. He's gotten him 11 and one. You're not going to go play Buckner 50% and Cohn 50%. I don't, I, I don't think they are, you know, I think if Buckner's out there, they'll probably expand a little bit because they have a few more weeks to prepare with him. But at the same time, they could run the ball. Some of the quarterbacks have had some success running against Oklahoma State, which which Buckner is an outstanding athlete. But this is Jack Cohn's last game. You know, they're going to ride ride and die with Jack Cohn, I feel, in this game. Yeah, Colin Oliver, I've got him highlighted here. That's the uh, freshman you're speaking of, 11 mm-hmm. and a half sacks on the year, 15 tackles for loss. Uh, he's about the only uh, kind of impact player for Oklahoma State that you'll hear about being a freshman. Like I said, they're they're a very veteran team. They're, they're senior class and they're, they're older guys of – have uh, they've gotten the job done for Oklahoma State this year for and, sure? You know, and real, and real quick on their defense is you know looking on the stats there. I'll like go back I, there. I mentioned, no, that, that's fine. But I mentioned number nine Martin, who is first yep, team right all, all you know, first team all conference defensive end. He is kind of like an Isaiah Foskey in that they you know they're a true four three team. You know, uh, they do have a stand up end. You know, they're going to look like Notre Dame a lot. They're a, basically a four two five scheme. 
much like Notre Dame is. And But what they do with Brock Martin is a lot with Foskey. They will run a 3-3 stack, and number nine will be the guy they move around. They call him the Leo position. He's the guy they move around a ton. So you're going to see nine on the edge. He plays right, left. He's going to play some middle linebacker. A lot of a lot of uh, similarities there with Isaiah Foskey scheme wise. The way they the way they work with uh, number nine. Yeah, he is second on the team with sacks, uh, seven on the year. So definitely another good player to watch. Tim, I know it's real early, but do you have any kind of early thoughts on 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 you th- on Notre Dame's probability to win this game? What do you think? Just generally, it boils down to. I think Notre Dame is a better football team. I truly do because mm-hmm. I don't know what is the strength of the Big Twelve. You know, yeah. that's that's my thing. Um, you know, some of the stats. You know, when you look at a few of the stats, one of the stats that pops out real quick is Oklahoma. You know, Oklahoma State for as great as their defense is, the weirdest stat is they're ninety fifth in red zone defense. Yeah, ninety fifth out there. Notre Dame's played four teams in the top twenty this year already in red zone D. So. Notre Dame has played some really well-rounded football teams, upper echelon type teams this year, uh, where Oklahoma State has played some mid-range solid teams, Baylor, Oklahoma this year, obviously Iowa State underperformed, you know, solid teams, some bad teams, just like Notre Dame played bad teams. When you look at the stats, you're going to see Notre Dame and Oklahoma State played equal amount of teams ranked in the 100s and some of these stats. They're that bad both teams played is very equal you know both are in the top 10 in sacks they're both in the top 10 in scoring defense but notre dame's offense i think is going to be the difference and obviously the strength of oklahoma state is defense but i think notre dame's offense tommy reese is i i truly feel is the key to this game and um because that's the strength of oklahoma state i don't know how much oklahoma state's offense is going to generate because they are ball control unless they just hit some plays up top and go vertical on the perimeter is it go from there. But uh, looking forward to just keep watching a little bit more film, a little bit more tape, go from there. Uh, I have not watched the early Baylor game, which, uh, which I know uh, Oklahoma state won early in there. Mm-hmm. And then an interesting game, which I found on um, online on YouTube. I haven't watched it yet. Just Kansas, believe yeah. it or not, Kansas, the only game Oklahoma State did not get a sack in was Kansas. So I'm curious <laughs> to watch that film and see what Kansas did. They held them to zero sacks, which I, which I think is fascinating when you look at some of the Oklahoma State's stats for the season. Well, Tim, we always appreciate your time, especially giving us some great content now that early signing day is behind us and Notre Dame fans can feast on this video as they head into uh, Christmas week. So everyone, thank you for watching. Hit like on this video. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out blueandgold.com. Sign up for our free newsletter. Uh, definitely got to do that. It's a great way to keep up with everything going on our site. So everyone, thank you again for watching.